Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we are going to review Captain Marvel today on Marvel Movie News, and we are going to break down the Avengers Endgame trailer that just dropped on us this morning. We've collectively watched it probably three dozen times between us. I'm gonna break, we're going to break it down with our special guest, Joelle Monique. Let's dive into it on today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Oh, good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites. Have we got a show for you today? I thought we had a packed show. (laughs) I thought we had a lot to talk about this morning when I woke up. But then I turned on my phone and they dropped a trailer on us. Before. Before the show. Before before the the show. show. Hey, guys, this is Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Project Pegasus. HQ, uh, deep in the bowels of S.H.I.E.L.D. This week we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. We are going to do a full review of Captain Marvel. Don't worry, we will warn you when we are going to give spoilers so that you guys who haven't had a chance to see it yet can run out to the theaters and see it. We are going to break down the Avengers Endgame trailer at length, toss some other news in there real quick, if there's time. But before we do that... Let's introduce who we got. I'm Zach Wilson. You know who I am. I'm Zia Anderson. You also know who I am, I think. And that's Christian Blatt. You don't know who I am. I'm Christian Blatt. No one knows who you are. But I want to welcome to the show, I think this is your first time on the show, Joelle. Uh, Since the new crew, yeah. Since the new crew. Since the iteration, yeah. I couldn't remember... I was gone for a while. That's fair. That's fair. I had a trip to Latveria. I had to come back. (laughs) It's a different person. Joelle Monique. Hey. Joelle, you've written articles for uh, everywhere from like the Hollywood Reporter, right? You're, you are certified on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure, yeah. You affect that number. I do. The real I have number. the power. <laughs> <laughs> I try to use it responsibly. Thank you for that. Um, so well, I just want to, I don't want to stall any longer. Yeah, no, we gotta get into it. Except to thank our engineer, Ma Rissa. Yes. In the booth, and Colpado, who's helping us out on social media from the Star Jammer, which has never been more appropriate than right now <laughs> that he's in the Star Jammer. Let's start out talking about that end game trailer, and then we're going to talk about uh, Captain Marvel towards not even the back half of the show because we're going to get to it as quickly as possible. Yes, yes. But stick around because we will. What'd you guys think of that trailer? Woo! When they sucked all the color out, and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be sad. We're gonna cry. And like, what a perfect timing. Like, Carol's been out for like, has it been a week? I don't know. I saw the movie so long ago. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's, it's been a week, exactly. It's less than okay. a week. It's been out for six days. Okay. So to like give, you know, the Uber fans who are gonna see it right away and be like, so we know that we got you guys all kinds of jazzed for this. And now here it is. And not only that, you're going to get some Thor Captain Marvel action, which my whole heart soul, because they're like two of my favorite characters, and they both have space to be so doofy and weird. And so to see them like challenging each other, and it's almost like a, a visual arm wrestling competition, and I loved <laughs> it. That was Perfect. a favorite moment of mine as well. Seeing that in the, theater, um, the trailer, I was like... <gasps> <sighs> so good. I love, yeah, it, Thor is one of my favorites. This is a trailer that, if it was possible, it got me more hyped. Yes. Um, and like, honestly, <laughs> you know, the, it was just this is a really well cut trailer. Yeah. Like, they didn't give us a ton of stuff. Like, and I, they mostly I, gave I, us old stuff. It's mostly mm-hmm. it, half of it is old footage, mm. and that's just like for the for the for the cap of the the movie. Ha. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, to to yeah. 
you're giving us a recap of like how we got here. So like watching a moment, like moments from the original Iron Man moments from uh, it was actually from Winter Soldier, not the first Avenger, but it was only more meaningful Mm-mm. for those moments. And then from you're just seeing Thor and Odin. It's so good. And they're uh, definitely going for a vibe of get ready to say goodbye to old friends and meet some new ones. Oh, they're reliving the Peggy Carter funeral. I was like, I didn't need this today, <laughs> Marvel. Well, let's go through the trailer because uh, that was a big moment and a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, right up top, um, the if, uh, if Marissa, if you could skip down to the end game set of pictures, um, uh, which are, I, I hopefully numbered them in order. I tried to. Um, starting with the ship, we see Tony. Mm-mm. Like, who, so I didn't pull the photos of like the flashbacks. Me, I need those. You guys have seen those movies. I hope so. Um, but we got a wider shot of of like the Tony and Nebula on the ship, like this beautiful shot of the. Yeah, oh, it looks so good. But then skipping forward. Um, all right, so. We're going to go Aww. through this moment by moment. Hey, Kate, I hope that you're Asian. So, so many things that people are talking about. Yes. This is... So, this character, mm. whoever it is... Okay, it better be Kate Bishop. Well, a lot of people think it could be Kate Bishop. It Obviously, be. it's somebody shooting arrows. But, it, like, do you guys think that it is Kate? Because my instinct tells me no. My guess is they're going to make it his daughter yes. because That's what I that brings it in because clearly we see him later and there's a lot of speculation that he's, oh gosh, I'm blinking on who he morphs into. Ronan. Yeah. Right. Uh, the speculation is that he's going to be Ronan uh, by the time Black Widow finds him. Uh, but I, I also think that maybe he's already been Ronan. He looks like he's potentially in Japan uh, as Ronan when he's on the street, which means we could very well have a Kate Bishop out of there. Maybe he finds like a substitute. Listen, my mind is going to keep it Kate Bishop in my head canon until it's not because I love her so much and it would just be great to have like Asian women doing things unlike Gemma Chan and Captain Marvel. Um, so I hope it's her, but we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I think this, based on his hairstyle in this shot, his, it's it's old, it's Hawkeye. Like That's this fair. is this is yeah. this this is no! this is the flat hair. This is what Clint Barton was wearing as Hawkeye. Mm. Um, I think this is just him showing his daughter how to how to shoot a, a bow. That's literally exactly um, what so, I thought. So yeah, I don't think it's Kate Bishop. But what if he has an adoptive Asian daughter? Would that make you happy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Give me an Asian <laughs> Kate Bishop because because here's the thing: we've started to like tease these like new lady characters, and potentially we'll have like a Monica in the next film because it's 25 years later, and so she'll be old enough to like have possessed superpowers or or become a fighter pilot or something. Um, and I just. With a lot of what Feige's been teasing, I want to say since Thor Ragnarok, since we got Valkyrie and Tessa Thompson during that press conference said, listen, the women are coming. We pulled Feige aside. We said we need more representation. He's working on it. And so I I just we have what three white lady superheroes already in the Marvel Universe doing pretty consistent work. It would just be great to have, like you know, one Asian superhero lady. Yeah. No, I and I think that they're they're showing that they are trying. Like Shang Shang Chi being on the the docket Ow. for development, like shows that they are at least aware. Oh, yeah. That they need to start spreading diversity. So I think a role like Kate Bishop would be. They, I think they would know that it's the perfect opportunity. And I don't think they're going to bend that character to be like Clint's 
da- actual daughter because right. that's there's no reason to do that. But I do think this is his daughter. I think this is I believe her name is Lila. I think that's totally fair. Um, <laughs> and like uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I did pull like so more Clint stuff in these next two photos. <laughs> uh, him and Black Widow holding hands. If his wife is dead, I guess they can get it on now. <laughs> but only uh, if his wife is dead. Um, don't cheat on your wife, Clint. But how awkward will it be if she uh, comes back, you know, by the end of the movie and uh, he's, <laughs> she sees him holding hands with, with Scarlett Johansson? I thought that was just your best friend and you told me there was never really a relationship there and I'm confused. Yeah, uh, we've seen Clint and Scarlett be... Uh, Scarlett. <laughs> And Black Widow be shifted around a lot. Look, they both have three different names yeah. we can True. refer to them as. He uh, he has four. Yes. You call him Jeremy Renner, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, or Ronan. It's very hard <laughs> to keep track of. Listen, you guys know who we're talking about. Uh, I wouldn't like I. I feel like we've gotten pretty far in the Black Widow Hulk storyline, and that needs a conclusion. So I'm just hoping we wrap up whatever that is. Uh, now that they're back on the same planet, that's the thing. I still I still like. And I know that, like, we've talked about it before, Natasha, because Scarlett Johansson's so charismatic, mm-hmm. has good chemistry with everyone. It's true. So that's part of why you're like, every time she's alone with a character, you're like, I totally ship them together. <laughs> Is this um, a romance? But I, I kind of, I do like, maybe it's just because I want Bruce to find some happiness. <laughs> I kind of ship the two of them. Yeah, I'm with, with you. And I like I like seeing them together because he's such a sweet character. You're just like, oh, I just want the best for See, him. I, I think want she, him to be happy. I think she loves Hulk and she's indifferent on Banner. She's <laughs> like, like Black Cat. With so Spider Man, you know, just I not into Peter Parker. This head cannon so much. That's awesome. Um, if we skip down to two more, uh, we can go past uh, the two. Talk, but with the, Scott Lang, oh. uh, it looks like this is the frame where he is just now, like he has just found his way out of the quantum realm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you think uh, he saved himself from the quantum realm? Well, he gets out of there somehow. Right. And based on the previous trailer where he shows up at the mansion yeah. and like they're like, what's Scott doing here? It's clearly not the Avengers. Who did it? Yeah. Sure. Who did yeah. it? So I think he figures out... I, I, would be su- I would be shocked if Hank Pym... And Janet Van Dyne didn't put in some kind of escape button after last time, right? Okay, that makes like that's the thing. They teased that moment where he's like, "Hey guys, stop messing around." Yeah, but. I think it's like four seconds later. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to pull the rope." Right, right, right. Um, Or there's like a a video pops up, and it's like, "Hey, if you're still in there, clearly something went wrong. Push these two buttons. We'll see you in a minute, Scott." Yeah, even if Pim is like too gung ho to do it, Janet's way more level headed, (laughs) and she's going to be like. I was down there for like 30 years. <laughs> Let's not have that happen again. I really hope that's the case. Or we, I would also wouldn't mind like a new super scientist coming in just like last minute, yeah, low key being like, I was exploring and I see you in here. And why are you here? It's weird. Um, but like the fact is like, the, this really is a meaningful shot to me on top of it. Like it's really cool from like this comic book perspective with Scott um, looking like, just like Warner, but like the, the missing posters covering that telephone Oh, God, that is devastating emotionally. I mean, like, that's 100% real, like, that kind of thing. Like, I I still remember, not to get heavy for a moment, but I still remember those posters being around New York, like, because I I grew up in New York, and I was there on, like, on September 11th, and Mm -hmm. that's what people were posting. It was just every... 
just like plastered of like if you've seen this person call this number like please I can't find them yeah because you don't know and like this is even more you don't know right 50% of the population just went gone and if you didn't see it with your own eyes you have no idea what to believe it's the leftovers and the craziest parts of the leftovers and like (laughs) I just wanted to watch that show again and be like and like head cannon it into the Marvel (laughs) I look forward to the cigarette smoking coffee drinking all white wearing uh, cults that form um, Post Thanos I'm, I'm sure uh, they, they, were, they were purple though they were purple in the show? For, for oh Thanos. for Thanos <laughs> we worship our new god <laughs> um, we see uh, this next shot after Scott where um, I think this is probably right at the top of the movie where we see the Quinjet like flying back in mm. yeah. to New York City it's probably them coming back if you look in the background about half the buildings are dark yeah they are um, so there's plenty of lights. The bridge is on, but a lot of these buildings went dark. So I think I didn't even is... think about how much less traffic there would be if there was an actual Thanos snap. There'd and be I no traffic. feel like a bad person for being excited about. Look, we don't even it. need a Thanos snap. We need a leftover style like two percent, and that would clear up the four hundred five in a heartbeat. I've talked about this, LA. Um, but uh, Rocket climbing on War Machine yes. is okay. Dope. So it, looks awesome. new, it looks like new War Machine armor. I look forward yeah. to the fan art of this so I can buy it and print it out and have it as a poster because it's it's just so effing cool. Like this is the kind of like panel you would see in a comic book and be like, it's about to be on. Oh yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> But Ro- like so I'm picturing from this moment, like because like I if you think about it, like Rocket, who is a great engineer and like knows way more tech than is available on Earth, like working in Tony's lab at Avengers HQ. <laughs> We're going to get that. We're going to see Rocket like disassemble. Do you think Rocket's going to start messing with the arm? I forget its name. Like the arm from the of course. Iron Man. Of course. Oh my God. I hope there's a scene with the two of them. It'll be great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, hey, what was this folder marked Ultron? I opened it. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I loaded it into this like <laughs> arm. Is that is yeah. that bad? Um, this next shot, I pulled, I took, I stitched together all of the different uniforms from the end of them in the now confirmed mm-hmm. white uniforms. Yes. So um, good, which look like this is. It's more and more looking like this is going to be the quantum realm like protective costume. It has shades. Uh, it looks very similar to what Hank Pym was wearing in Ant Man and the Wasp. His was red and white, but mm-hmm. like, or red and gray, but like, it's the same basic construction, but it's been like shrunk down and like fitted to each one of these people. Um, my favorite detail about this is if you look at this image, and for, the first thing you see is Cap, like Captain America, with the thing, and it, it looks like it's like, oh, this guy, like, big, like, muscle suit, like, mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to Scott Lang, and it's this, like, flat, like, <laughs> just. <laughs> Piece of tech, piece of white. That's not Scott's mo. Yeah, he doesn't need the muscles, and also, well, you know. he doesn't have the <laughs> same amount of muscles. All right, well, look, um, no muscle shaming here. Thank you. Well, somebody <laughs> said it. What we see in this shot, because this is the same silhouette shot of that we saw in the last trailer, but who's included now? Tony and Nebula. Tony and Nebula. Yay. So <laughs> we're going into the Excited. quantum realm. I the only person I don't see in this is Bruce. Um, and you can't I, Hulk out. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine it. It seems like that would not be a great idea, right? Well, no, I want to see. Imagine a giant Hulk floating around in there. 
I see. I think what uh, my prediction based on this is that Hulk is totally in there, but they painted him out to not let us oh. know that it's going to be Hulk. They frequently do that with Hulk, yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me. I feel like the last two Avengers movies trailers, Hulk was like depicted as one thing, and then you get to the movie, you're like, that's not what was happening. I mean, there's whole like different things. Like, there's a Funko toy out there. That was like listed as in part of being from Infinity War, where it's Hulk busting out of the Hulk Buster armor. Which like I don't it's on Amazon. Look it up. This is a real thing. I don't have the image because Sounds I didn't. amazing. But like, was that an alternate version of the script that like Funko was getting ready for? Right. Where Hulk like comes out in Infinity right. War? Uh who knows? Uh I like to think that it, it was, and that we're gonna get Hulk like real quick. Uh, in some way, but I look forward to finding out more about that. And then, of course, Thor and Carol. This part is awesome. Uh, it was the best part of the trailer. The stare <laughs> down, like she's just like, I feel it coming. I'm just not even worried. Yeah. And then she gives her the quickest glance. Let me let me just register what your weapon is. Great. Are we fighting or are we friends? <laughs> like Carol's ready to go. Oh, I. Uh, mm. So I, I pulled two two pictures of this, Marissa, uh, because my fi- like I love her dead eye stare yeah. where it's just staring contest, and then as he like it flies by her, she just smirks at him. <laughs> she smirks at him. I've seen gods before, is what that smirk says. Like I'm not afraid of you. I Carol is. I, I, never mind. We'll get into that later. I'm gonna hold it off. I'm gonna hold it. Look, I totally ship this. Uh, mm. Here's why. Here's why. Because I could like, can you imagine the beautiful half Asgardian blonde <laughs> babies, oh, yeah. which I am going to say right now would be named Heimdall Danvers? Because <gasps> yes, they gave the baby her last name. Well, just Heimdall. You got me with Heimdall. That's where you got me. I just. Oh man. I like them. I just ship Carol and Mariah so hard that it's hard for me to like. I just want to see them smash things together. Like, I really want to see, like, taking, without any spoilers, the end part of uh, Captain Marvel and mix it with the end part of Thor Ragnarok and imagine the two of them just lighting it. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I it's going to be amazing. Fu- I want to see them fight together. But also, I had that other thought. And I wanted to share Heimdall Danvers with everybody it's because brilliant. it made me laugh. Um the the other big thing in this trailer were all of the quotes. Like that was so we worked on the visuals. Mm. Um, there was there was a few other things. Like apparently in the back of one shot of Scott, you can see some explosions going off, and people are pretty sure that that means that they're going. That's the uh, that's HQ being attacked potentially by Thanos. Um, I don't know if it'd be Thanos right at the top. And they've said that these the, the, all the trailer footage is pulling from like the first twenty to thirty minutes of the film. That was actually a question I oh had because where was that? Is that confirmed? Because up until now, we thought it was like the first fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. So now is this still or all fifteen early? to twenty? I, but I this think is I all still early in the film, I, as far ass- as we know. I assume that's what Feige said was yeah. that it was that the trailers were all going to be pulled from the very beginning. Right. Um, it's. I mean, you look. They don't. They're not legally bound by that. No. But, <laughs> but if if that's true, it makes sense. If like the Avengers HQ is attacked, there's some explosions. We see Scott like running, like jumping off of a pencil, which made Amazing. me giggle. Amazing, totally. Yeah. Um, 
and like we see Cap with that like that face of just like people. A lot of people think it's like his final, his last stand, but I don't think they're going to pull from that for this trailer. I think that's just a battle right at the top of the movie. My whole heart sank to my stomach for a minute. I know it's probably coming, but I'm still not ready. No, I'm just pretending like it's not going to happen until it happens, and then I will cry. And we just have a breakdown in the theater <laughs> yes. together, and everybody's like, "What's wrong with those two ladies?" It's like, no, because we have feelings, you, <laughs> you jerks. Don't understand? Okay, <laughs> over a decade of our lives. No, it is okay. Oh, God. Um, let's, let's talk about some of these quotes because like, I love the voiceover that they chose from here. First, we started with what sounds like Tony sending another message to Pepper. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. I'm, I'm going to just start crying in the beginning of this movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, that, like, tell me what you guys think. Do you think it is uh, him saying, like, I was hoping to pull off one last one by, by surviving and getting back mm-hmm. to you? Or yeah. is this like... A message that she finds... I'm going to break your heart. Is this a message that she finds with, like, some adorable gift of, like, he saved the, like, cup that they were, like... So we get, a, like, an Iron official proposal? Oh, my gosh. Well, I they cannot. proposed in... Uh, At the end of the Spider-Man movie, we see yeah. them go into the, the thing. Conference. But we don't yeah. see an official proposal. He's just holding on to the ring. So maybe... The, what if that's a quote from the... I can't. From the press I conference. won't be ready. I'm just trying to break <laughs> just, you guys. Um, and then we get a quote from the love of my life, Peggy Carter. Aww. Um, the world. I'm sorry, Cap, but so, uh, I can't help it. Um, <laughs> the world has changed, and it's from Winter Soldier. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best, and sometimes the best we can do is to start over. Now, a lot of people <laughs> are thinking this is confer- like another like chip towards time travel. Sure. In the Ooh. movie. Um, we have, I mean, the time stone's in play. So True. Mm-hmm. quantum realm is in play. Time travel is in, in time travel's there. If they yes. want to use it, it's available. Um, it seems the most logical way to stop Thanos is to go back and like mess with the timeline. But how does that? But what are the time travel rules of this universe? It seems that we can change things. Doctor Strange did. So I don't think we're following a necessary. I think we're we're somewhat in Back to the Future rules where you can go back and mess with things. It's just going to change the timeline. That's what I was thinking. Um, but it's not going to. It's not going to break time. It's not Doctor Who. Doctor rules. Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like where you can't mess with big events because you- it'll screw up everything do you guys think we're gonna get peggy carter again Absolutely. young Haley atwell or like Haley atwell as like peggy so i did a recent rewatch with hector navarro uh we watched uh uh the first avenger and the first avengers movie um and if you look at the start of their relationship and Every single moment in Steve's existence sort of keeps coming back to, oh, hey, we missed that date. Oh, hey, we should have had more time together. Like, even to the fact that he's like, you're dating her granddaughter right now. Like, it just, <laughs> that's kind of like a time weird jump thing. It just, it just seems like the only way Steve's story could end is at that, like, meeting Peggy where he was supposed to meet her and having that dance. Or there's a way more depressing way, which is he goes to the great beyond and who's there to greet him? Peggy Carter. No, that would also be acceptable. That would also be an acceptable ending to me. Valhalla, perhaps. That would be better. Oh, Oh, shut up. No. No. Oh, God. Tears. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. It's okay. If he goes to Valhalla as a warrior, oh, my God. He 
should. Obviously. And, and let's be clear, so should Peggy. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're definitely right. And she would be there because she started Shield. I want it so much. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. Uh, Stop making girls cry. It'll be the first time. <laughs> What if, and this is some Doctor Who nonsense, mm-hmm. so stick with me, but what if we go back in time, because we never met the guy that Peggy, Peggy does, have, does have kids with yeah. and marries. We never did. And and all, as I say this theory, I'll remind you that Sharon Carter is her niece, not her granddaughter. Correct. Oh, right, right, right. Um, what if he goes back and it's him that then they spend the life together and they just have to keep it quiet? If it's an old it Steve, happened. yeah, it's like a little bit older Steve, you know. Then, oh uh, you know, we wouldn't have even recognized. No, this weirds him. me out. I don't. Like it. <laughs> well, I don't but thanks don't, for pointing out that it's her date niece. Your wife's yeah. niece, bizarre. Still weird, but. Less weird. Less, less weird. weird. Well, less, less weird, weird if you if you use my theory. Yeah. I like your theory, sort of, but um, I, I think Valhalla is more fun. Uh, I sad like, fun. We have, we have sad. Thor talking about. I saw all these people yeah. die. Like we talked about, like whether Thor is going to be like really crushed by all this because of the you should have gone for the head. Like if he if he hadn't like if he hadn't like gone for the the a punishment and a half kill. Higher. Yeah. Well, he, he, he did it like yeah. too because he wanted Thanos to feel it and he wanted to say something to him. But if he hadn't done that. This would all have been fine. It's the guilt. It, it's the guilt that Star Lord should also be feeling, but he got he got dusted. Oh, um, Lord! He made get, me the don't most get me mad. Started. There's literally no that one who didn't leave that movie. Mad. Like, what the hell? That movie's too He's old like, for me to go back in did, on Star Lord. Did, did we just lose? What happened? Did we just? Yes, damn because it! Of just you. because of you. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cap coming in. Captain America coming in. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some should, but not us. That's right. Um, I mean this, and then uh, Black Widow saying, uh, "We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try." This goes into the theory that we talked about that no one in the no one in the public in the world is going to know that the event, like the events uh, in Wakanda, so they're not going to blame the Avengers outright. Maybe in the like, why didn't you do something? And mm-hmm. but they're, I don't think, going to confirm to the public mm-hmm. what happened. I think it's going to be a mystery. It doesn't even seem like they're out in the public. Everything we've seen of them has been very much like we are insulated inside the thing. We've just been focusing on getting this signal up to the sky. <laughs> like, whatever Fury was trying to reach, we need to reach that. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me, too, if they were just like, we're just disappearing off the planet while we figure out a solution. Yeah, the only time we do see them go out, as in the previous trailer, we saw uh, Steve at a, what looked like it was a, a public, like, um... Like a support group, a support sort of, group. yeah. I, I was um, gonna and say that, was, that was, like, in, like, a similar place to where he went to the, the military support group yeah, yeah, yeah. in Winter Soldier. Um, and then the... Yeah, we will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And then Tony come in. Tony Stark coming in. Whatever, whatever it takes. takes. And you're like, oh, oh, Tony's here, too. The Avengers <laughs> Assemble! Listen, if somebody calls Avengers Assemble in this, I will be on the floor. <laughs> they still haven't officially... They have They've no never said it, no. right? They've yeah. never no. said it. You monsters. Let no. Cap say it now. And then we the got... The last one, please. With, with this, I'm sure that they will. Uh, they have to. They've waited this ten years. <laughs> uh, and then we got this beautiful tr- uh, poster. I love this poster. Uh, classic. Uh, um, off of at, at, uh, as well this morning. Um, I mean, it's a classic like Hollywood like big movie poster because it's, it's like it's Star Wars style poster. It's the yes. same. It's the same as the um, Infinity War trailer mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. poster. Rather, um, I think I have one of those in my. Apartment. Although the Infinity War poster is so much busier than this yeah. because it had double the characters, <laughs> the quadruple the cast, <laughs> double the characters. I believe it's the same graphic designer who did this poster. Ah, that makes a lot of sense, sense. to yeah. me. 
Very yeah. cool. Transmission um, coming from Hala, the Cree homeworld. Okay. Hala, so. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the Endgame trailer, you guys? Uh, movie can't come soon enough. I, yeah, I literally can't yeah, wait I, now. This I'm is so glad they only made us wait a month. They're like, you got a month to see Carol, and then it's time for the Avengers. Yeah, that was. That, it's already not not to burst in. It's like six weeks. I just got to make sure that Christian. I want to manage expectations. <laughs> it's six weeks. I'm here to it's make people month. upset. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. So let's move on. Um, we're going to throw in some other news before we get into Captain Marvel. We're going to do it real quick. Um, Shang-Chi this Ooh. week really got about that, a, a, has officially found its director, and it is Destin Daniel Cretton. Yes. Um, and if uh, if you haven't heard of him, uh, that's probably fair. He hasn't done a, a lot of, he hasn't really, he hasn't directed any blockbusters or big things. Joel, you've seen one of his films. Short I haven't Term had that 12 premiered South by Southwest. In it was an unknown Brie Larson, an unknown uh, Lakeith Stein, an uh, unknown Rami Malek, and an unknown Stephanie Beats. It is an insanely good, like, high school fun comedy. Uh, just, he's understands human interactions, and he's really good at um, heightening drama without going over the top. And so I'm really excited to see what he what I imagine will be a subdued sort of Marvel movie because it's going to be in the style of like a Kung Fu movie, uh, which is it's, it's exciting because what I love about the Marvel movies is the fact that they're able to blend genre. Yeah. Uh, and with the Iron Fist series that I've been pretty vocal about uh, not enjoying, we've been waiting for a palate cleanser and I think this could be it and uh, for them to get a director of this caliber. Um, and I love that I keep working with indie directors too. Yeah. It just makes it uh, all the more exciting to see like what kind of films are we going to get. I mean, right. it's, it's, it makes yeah. it gives it more like different tones for each film and they should be because they're different characters. This is how we avoid superhero yeah. burnout is by yeah. getting exactly. like a wide variety of voices to tell different types of superhero stories. Yeah, it's nice. a, it, it's comic books. It's not necessarily superheroes. Right. Um, I'm excited he, to see this And he's also, he also is directing a film that comes out next year called Just Mercy, which has a familiar Marvel cast headlining <laughs> it in, in, in uh, Brie Larson and Michael B. Jordan. And it's her third movie with, uh, his fr- third movie with Brie Larson. Yeah, so and he it, works well with Captain Marvel. And this one, uh, just from the, the, the log line, is a little bit more on the dramatic side. It's about a civil rights defense attorney um, recounting his experiences and details uh, of a f- from a case of a condemned death row prisoner, Ooh. a little heavier than uh, a sounds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, but the fact that he's somebody who can play with drama and comedy implies to me that Shang Chi is going to do the same, and so that I think That's plays what makes really the Marvel well films to, the yeah. best is mm-hmm. being able to, again blend the comedy and the drama and the different. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Skibbity bopping. Uh, I'm skibbity bopping. Uh, Noah Hawley. Teased some stuff about Doom hey. this week, uh, and you guys know I had to bring it up. Uh, but uh, apparently, he got a call from Kevin Feige. He said at one point about his Doom script that he was developing. So, if you don't remember this, Noah Hawley, who uh, is was uh, uh, who worked on Legion, mm. um, was asked by Fox to develop a a Doctor Doom solo movie, um, and obviously the Fox deal is going through. So that's that project is majorly in question but apparently Kevin Feige called him to be like 
hey, are you still working on that? <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I guess he's completed at least a version of the screenplay. Yes. Um, but it, there's, but he's like, there's nothing that says that they're going to definitely do it. Sure. Or and with all this, who knows where it fits into Marvels? As he put it in his twenty five thousand year plan. <laughs> um, but he did tease what the plot was going to be, and it was going to be a told through the story of a, and this is out of this is from a, a book as well, a reporter coming into Latveria. This after, is such a good book. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. The, it's such a good it's book. The, what is it? The Books of Doom, yes, I believe it's called. It's I love so, that. Oh my God. It's a mini series. You can read it on Marvel Unlimited. It's a great series of books, but that's the one that he teased they would be doing. And it's a, so it's a journalist coming in and hearing Dr. Doom's story of like how he grew up and like the question of is he good is he bad which is why i love that character yeah. and he's been my one of my he's one of my favorite people Marvel he's characters. amazing <laughs> super great leader yeah it, it he's he's evil to people who are not his family but mm-hmm. he's beloved by the people of latveria and that dichotomy is why that character is so good okay i gotta skip it about myself no Doom. it's so hard <laughs> i'm so sorry hopefully this won't be the last we hear of that movie because i think no holly Doing a Doom movie is so amazing, and I think he could probably bend it to fit into the Marvel Universe. Easily. Especially if you go with the idea that Latveria has been isolated all this time, and that's why we've never heard of them up until now. It bends right into the MCU. Sorry, sorry, skibbity-bopping. Okay. Marvel TV time, real quick. Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. Okay, all I have time to do is mention this because I need to talk about Captain Marvel. There is an anime, a supposedly animated series coming to Disney Plus where they are going to be adapting or at least using the basis of the What If line of comics from Marvel. Disney Plus is going to be doing, according to Slash Film, going to be doing a series of What If stories. That we're basically will basically not be canon to the MCU, but we'll do the supposed rumor of the first one is going to be what if Loki had Thor's hammer instead of Thor? That kind of nonsense. They're going to do animated on Disney Plus. We don't know if they're going to get use the MCU actors, but by it being of by animated, it seems more easy that they could pull. Also, them Disney in. owns you, and if you look at like their Star Wars, a lot of the Star Wars actors come in and do the animated shows. Yeah, so yeah. because it it's really me. easy to come in for a day and do, voiceover. and especially because Loki's already signed up to do a Disney yeah, Plus TV and that show. One. But like, do you bring in Tom Holland to do the Spider Man ones? Of like, what if this? What if that? It's so many things. Well, if you want to know more about what if, because we don't have time to talk about it today. On Sunday, Christian and Zia over on Marvel TV Weekly, our sister show, will be doing an in-depth look into what if comics and what that show could look like. Let's talk about Captain Marvel! (laughs) Okay, first, spoiler-free review for those of you who haven't seen it, and then we will warn you when we're getting into it. I want to know, starting with our guest, what did you think, no spoilers, Hmm. of Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel... Is a phase one movie released now, which is a little confusing, uh, especially as we start to study, learn and realize how to watch universal storytelling. Uh, That being said, we got a buddy cop movie out of Marvel (laughs) and the cops are so awesome. (laughs) And uh, between there's 
two fight scenes and then a fighter jet pilot scene and listen if you're into star wars where they're racing it it gives you so much of that it also somebody said it reminded them of the will smith uh uh independence day fight scene and i was like i see it i see it uh thrilling so good uh i cannot wait for the next one yeah, I I think the I hadn't heard that before, but the 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 concept of Phase One movie in this case that seemed really that you think you hit your nail on the head there. But I want to ask you guys this question. This is the big one, and I want to go around the table on this one. It's the most important question. Did you enjoy the movie? Yes, Christian. Yes. To me, it was only yes or no. Okay, no, it doesn't have to be yes okay. or no. no. I didn't say <laughs> <I was laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I know her really answer. So the question is, did you enjoy the movie? I, I, it was only okay. It was a little bit of a letdown to me, to be honest. Okay, I was not thrilled. I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed my time. I saw. I've seen it twice now. Same I enjoyed here. it both times. It is a movie that I think once you. Uh, stop and like think more deeply about it. You're like, yeah, there's problems with it, but. While I'm watching it, I'm still having a great time. Yeah. That's my main thing about it. So uh, with that said, I want to get into our, our full review portion of it. So if you guys haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert. All of the spoilers are about to be talked about on the show today. Um, I highly encourage you to go see it because it is fun and there's a lot of great things about it. Brie Larson does a wonderful job um, in this role. And I think that it, 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 is, it does some really surprising things. That I think was thought was really cool, and we'll get into those now. Spoiler warning is up. <laughs> you have right. been warned. Don't yell at me. Um, yeah, <laughs> got the spoiler lighting. There was watching on YouTube. Very apparent. Um, red for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you guys have any? So I want to start with the positives. Okay. Did you guys have any favorite moments? Favorite scenes? Uh, listen, where this movie succeeds where it is thrilling where it is connecting on a human level very oddly is in all of the like additional characters surrounding yeah carol like mariah and monica perfect mm-hmm. excellent uh lashana lynch came into every scene and was like so i'm gonna be up against the oscar winner cool i'm gonna just act my whole self off like and she was so perfect that the pep speech she gives carol oh my god tears so good and then monica being like you know mom i just don't know what kind of example you're <laughs> setting for me if you don't go into outer space and kick alien butt so valid so good um now i'm gonna forget jude law in his role was great annette benning stunning stellar um but really it's it's sam jackson and guys help me uh, ben Mendelsohn? Yes, and yes. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was so funny. We've only gotten to see him do these like very sketchy, like dark space baddies yeah, for like so long. Ready so Player does... One, too. Just sorry, because yeah, no, no, I just no. saw that, and then you co- to go from that to this, I was like, oh, yes. It's so great to see him be able to like expand and be so damn funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved the, the cast surrounding Carol, and I think that's what could prop up a second film. Uh, if yeah. they continue to build off of those characters. For sure. And we'll talk about uh, sequel potentials as well. Uh, Christian, do you have any favorite moments? You uh, nailed what uh, mine mostly were. I just, as as cool as it is to watch her with her powers, like, wow, this is all amazing, like, especially when she really cuts loose. I was just like, man, I just want to watch her on a road trip with Fury. Like, you know, they could stop off for lunch, <laughs> you know, maybe they do some bowling. Like, they don't even do the story. I just, I just loved watching them together, especially that moment when she's like... 
great, now I have to go back and save this guy after he routed me out to his bosses. Uh, so uh, I think just watching their bond, I was like, not what I was expecting. Uh, buddy cop movie is exactly the way to describe it. It was giving me such miscongeniality vibes at certain <laughs> points where they were just being like doofy with each other and calling one another out. But like, she was always like, <laughs> Um, you know, like an authority figure first. Oh, God, just that their dynamic was wonderful. My single favorite thing is, uh, and I alluded to this last week when we weren't giving spoilers, I love that Monica Rambeau is in this movie because when I started reading comics, she was Captain Marvel and she continued to be Captain Marvel for pretty much all time I read comics uh, monthly. She becomes the leader of the Avengers, for God's sake. So I love that she's in the movie. And as soon as you saw her, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I can't wait for whatever that is. So Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. thing I was most excited about uh, in the movie because I didn't know she was in it. So I was uh, very much surprised. I have yeah. to say, my favorite part is definitely Goose. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. Oh Goose is amazing. <laughs> so great. I was like, wait a second. Why is everybody talking about this cat? Like, it's this crazy, dangerous being. Is there something I don't know about? Oh, yes, oh, there is. Uh, he has time pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a v- crucial to the to the fate of the universe. That and Nick cat. Fury's eye. I, I want yeah. one. And we'll, ta- Fury, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I think, so overall with the movie... Uh, I think for me, like, some of my favorite stuff was the, um, like, I know everybody's, like, waiting for me to say Coulson, and I did like Coulson, but... He was great. He was great. But um, for me, I think it was um, Talos, and that twist was -hmm. was a top moment for me, because it's so rare that a Marvel movie genuinely surprises me, um, because, like, look, we we have to, for hosting this show, like, we study this stuff, Mm -hmm. we're predicting, and we're, like, running through all these ideas, and even when it does something that we're, like was not the one that we were expecting. It's like something we thought about and like predicted as a backup plan. But I didn't see that twist coming and I liked it. Um, I have some like, there's some debate about like, and we'll talk about like the Kree scroll war and how that may have been handled differently, but they surprised me and I really liked that. I have to agree in like 35 years of reading Marvel comics, I have an impression of the squirrels and this was not it. So I was so surprised that they went that way. And uh, I, I think it was, it was nice to be surprised because how often do you get surprised by movies anymore? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that right now. Um, as long as we're here, um, what did you guys think of this version? Are you, are you okay with a sympathetic scrolls? Absolutely. The thing is I, so for those of you who who understand where I come from from comics is I got into comics late. So I was in college and I was very much either an indies or a DC girl because Batman was my guy coming up. Um, and so I got into Marvel comics even after that. And the Creed Scroll stuff I learned mostly through like Wikipedia or other like comics kind of referencing back to it. And it always seemed such a strange element to me to be like we gave you technology but we didn't enjoy the way you used it so we're just gonna bomb the hell out of it it's just like this is maybe not the people you want to like support and like put your weight behind and it was really exciting and perhaps a sole commentary on our own uh immigration issues which actually is, is a global issue if you look at immigration and how countries are handling it um to have just that little bit of politics in there and to sort of bring it home and and I don't want to say humanize because they're definitely different creatures, but to to be empathetic and sympathetic to that kind of situation uh, was great. And it, to me, it makes Captain Marvel a, a better hero because she's questioning why who she's working for. And I think we've seen them do that with Captain America, too, who if you had less talented people would have been like, well, he's an American soldier and he fights for like American truth, justice and, and those ideals 
if you're only going to fight for them as ideals as opposed to really exploring what that means and how to implement them falls flat and it, and it it's hard to sustain and carry a story that way. Uh, so to do it for both Captain America and Captain Marvel, I think it was genius. And I think it connects us much more to Carol's journey, which we needed because we already knew so much about where she was coming from and who yeah. she was. It was it was vital that we had this twist at the end because as much kind of wishy-washiness as people have about this film, I think without that twist, it would have fallen really flat. Mm-hmm. I yeah I, I I like that twist of like the the showing the multifaceted side of the war. I wish the only part of it that that disappointed me, and this is one of those things where it's like again I enjoyed the movie overall. Like I, I left the movie like I was like that was awesome. I'm gonna go Captain read more Captain Marvel again. Um, but I do wish that they had gone a little bit heavier on the dramatic side of these things. Mm-hmm. Like the the Kree Scroll War, I think is one of the places where it's sort like as much as I like the Talos part of it. I think they could have gone a lot further with it. Part of what what the Kree Scroll War is to me in the comics is it is a it is a war that has gone on so long that nobody knows why they're fighting anymore mm-hmm. because they're just they're just reliving the injustices of the previous generations and it's gone on for hundreds or thousands of years that these two people these two races hate each other and when they revealed that to me I wanted to see more of the scrolls being bad. And like we got Talos talking about like there's there's dirt on my hands too, but it was he said it. We didn't really see it as much, and I wanted to see more of the Cree at the end of it being good but multifaceted, like good but also like they they treat they they hurt Carol and they they used her mm-hmm. in this way. So like that was the thing is like at the by the end of this, I feel like the Cree Scroll War has like a good guy and a bad guy, and I wish that they had focused more on the 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 no good guys in war. Sure. Kind of thing. We never hit a full war movie style on this. And I think that's really the biggest failing of this movie. Uh, I got to talk to Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, for The Hollywood Reporter. You guys can totally check out the interview because she is effing brilliant. And if you don't know, Kelly Sue created this version of Carol Danvers. Not the character, but this iteration of her. And And you see her in the movie. You do, (laughs) right? At the train station. the only person in my theater that... Like, audibly did you scream, giggled. Kelly? I didn't scream it, but I was like, "Ha!" And then, like, nobody else around me reacted. So I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I talked to '86 comics fans who were all like, "Kelly, what you doing here, girl?" Um, but she, her goal in, in in making this version of Captain Marvel was she wanted to create a female army person that we could identify with who wasn't uh, like a mom or a killjoy or suffering a lot of pain. A lot of the stories we see about women in the military or women in armed services is um, either sexual assault based, which is a lot of documentaries and stuff recently. It's the only woman there and she's got to fight super hard to like be noticed and recognized. Or she's the one who's kind of like sassing them. She's already risen through the ranks and she's telling them what to do and she's kind of a killjoy. Um, for guys, we have Captain America. We have George Washington. We have a ton of dudes we know who are military icons, and we can picture and draw them instantly. We don't have that for women, and that is what Carol Danvers is supposed to be. And I know some people came out and were disappointed with uh, Brie Larson's performance. I wasn't one of them, but I will say that I don't think the movie gave her space to be a military woman first, to be a woman who is like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know a lot of women in the military. I know a handful of women in the military. And there's a certain way that they carry themselves and a certain way they talk and and address other individuals because they're in the military um, that you kind of don't ever get from Carol. I think what we were really missing was Black Panther had such a great 
introduction to the wars and the chaos. And we didn't need to spend a lot of time trying to figure out why the Jabari don't drive with the rest of Wakanda. We got that up front. And I think to your point, Zach, if we had had like a history, like Carol's in class learning about like the history of the Korean scroll, we can understand, you know, the perspective a little bit more. If perhaps we see her doing like drills and really, you know, uh, focusing on her military career as opposed to like, I can't sleep, but I need to fight it out. It's it, a, lo- a lot of like little things like that could have lifted the story into more prominence, I think. So that you, you gave me a perfect transition to because I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about Bree's performance in the movie, um, because to me, this was a very different version of Carol than we get in the comics. Mm. Um, it's not that I didn't like it, like, but I never read Carol as very funny. Right. Person like this is like. Carol like got influenced by Spider Man at some point. Where she she's said like, Sailor Moon was a major influence on her portrayal. Okay, um, well it's just like the Carol Danvers in the comics to me, and this is a different writers, different like arcs and all that. Like is as I've always read her as a much more serious person. Not that she doesn't joke, but that she is very much like Carol has a bad sense of humor. Like yeah. she, it's it's mess. Like her sense of humor is kind of messed up. Where you're like, that's not funny, Carol. Like, <laughs> but, that's, but that's the thing. She is a, a more serious. She's a she's a military. Person, yeah. So she has a very specific thing. Um, but this version was much lighter. It was much more kid friendly. Say it, Zach. It's likable. That's what I was going to say. I feel like they're trying to push her to be more likable. Mm-hmm. That so actually wasn't what in. I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But All I, the like words you just said alluded to that. To likable. She's she's lighter. She's nicer. She's, you know, more fun. All that just makes her more palatable. And I, I know Marvel had to be nervous. Like, the thing, like, we can, this movie had so many hurdles to clear you know, it's Marvel's first female-driven uh, story. It's They're going to have to face all of their, like, hardcore fanboys who weren't ready to see a woman lead a film or didn't think it was necessary. But they also had to figure out a way. We want to make sure that we appeal to women, but also we're trying to bridge a gap in time. And we're also trying to fill in a little bit about Nick Fury's backstory. Like, there was so much it had to do to get us ready for the next chapter it's hard for me to fault them. Like, it's just so many hurdles to clear. I think they did an adequate job. And, and I've been saying this a lot, too. It took Thor three movies to get that character right. It, we waited so long to figure out, like, how are we going to use Thor? How does he lead his own movies? Because he was great in, like, Avengers and stuff. He always great comedic timing. Looked good in the outfit. Like, you know, the whole idea of God's coming was always great. But we didn't get a good Thor movie until Thor 3. I'm not worried about the fact that we didn't get a perfect Marvel Captain Marvel movie out the gate. We didn't nail Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange. You nailed it no. in, Inf- in Infinity War. True. And, and in Thor Ragnarok. For mm-hmm. that. Uh, Zio, you were, you were saying. Oh, um... Where was I? What was I saying? Talking Sorry, about I got her lost being in that. More likable. Oh, being more likable. Yeah, I think what they did with this movie that kind of bummed me out is that they were trying way too hard as opposed to just making a good movie. Like, I just want to see a good movie. I don't need you to see pushing this like feminism thing to the forefront of it and being like, this movie is based on the fact that you guys all need to know that women are strong and powerful. Yeah, I know. I got it. Just make me a good movie. Like, just make a woman that's strong yeah, and powerful. Exactly. You don't have to tell us that exactly. she's strong and powerful. Yeah. yeah. Did it to you? Uh, to me, it felt like. They got a whole bunch of women to come in and write it. And then along the way, people kept being like, is that really what we want to do? Yeah. Like, there was, like, so much hesitation in a lot of their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, Carol, there's one moment where Carol, like, flies up in front of the ships and she's just staring down the guys. And for women who face any kind of harassment, like, this is a very familiar moment of, like, the average woman may not be able to fight you, but I'm just going to glare at you and let you know that, like, this is a problem. And then to have Carol, like, step up right behind that and just kick so much ass, like, it was so cool. And yet, 
it kind of we never quite build to that moment. I just think that if we have less writers and maybe just one director next time, mm-hmm. we could have a more clear vision. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, origin movies are are always hard for yeah. that reason. It's very it's very difficult to get a good story and introduce your character and introduce stakes and like it's just it's the same reason that like when you watch tv shows the pilots are not always the best mm. example of what a tv show like whenever i watch especially a sci-fi movie or a sci-fi show rather i i tell people you got to give it three episodes, episodes yep mm-hmm. three episodes is the rule because the first one will introduce you to the uh the world the second one will introduce you or the first one will introduce you to the characters the second one will introduce you to the world and the third is the first episode actual episode of the show. Right. That's what you're going to... So that third episode is what you're going to see if you keep watching. Uh, um, let me just uh, just to say that uh, for me, I thought uh, Brie Larson was great. I knew she was a great actress. I didn't know how good she was going to be as a superhero. I didn't know that she was capable of being funny. And look, let's be honest, some of the jokes don't land that well. But the fact that she was funny at all is not what I was expecting. And that's not what I was thinking we were going to get from Carol. I thought that, like, well, this is not a particularly funny character. But to fit into this universe, to kind of make the movie a little bit lighter, uh, I understand why they did it. It helped the banter with, like, Sam Jackson and her were so great together because they were so funny together. I think it really helped... To make her more human, which is ultimately the whole point of the movie, that, well, she's not Kree, she's human, and that's why she's so special. I yeah. still well, think it would have been really cool to see, you know, her being more serious and more military person with Sam Jackson being, you know, because he's funny, Nick Fury's funny in all the movies. True. And his, I, I would have liked that dynamic. I think that that would have worked really well. It would have been really funny of her being serious and being, like, and him, like, trying to joke to her and her just looking at him like... What are you talking about? Her being like, a straight tra- man. Yeah, like, what are you trying to say to me? Definitely. I think that would have been really funny, actually. Do you guys want to hear some some secret stuff? I talked to somebody yeah. who had a chance to do a rewrite. They decided not to go with their version of the rewrite. But in it, uh, this person was telling me, they're like, the get up again moment for this person wasn't very strong. They were like, you know, women, sure, we knocked down, we got to stand back up. We know that. They wanted to rewrite it so that it was uh, Mariah telling her, come home. Like, Ah. not just get up, but this is your home. Like, come back to us. Like, you can be here. Making the end point where she has to go into space because that's her duty and her job that much more, like, gut-wrenching. And I think this is what I mean when I say, like, just allow women the space to tell our stories as opposed to, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like... It's feminist. Like, uh, all right, cool. (laughs) We're all down for the cause, but wow. (laughs) Did you guys think they were gun shy to do a more serious female character? Oh, absolutely. That's the same thing. That, like when you when you talk about that, it's it's the exact same thing that happened to Black Widow, Mm -hmm. a very serious character in the books is jokey and like fun Mm -hmm. and like a way that was like i don't mind this but it's not the same character yeah i mean even dr strange is jokey and fun you know these are characters that aren't particularly light but But it is that's what they think is just going to work so you put everybody into the well they're all kind of funny uh, and well and you have to remember the parent company at the end of the day is disney this is exactly why we skipped hank pym's storyline because it's messy disney does not want mess what they would like you to come in and have a feel good like blockbuster moment uh which i respect but i I think we can get those moments uh and like to me, the best, the greatest thing about Carol as a comic book character uh, is that she was an alcoholic and she had recovered, and mm-hmm. that you keep looking at her life through that lens of recovery, of of kind of trying to stay on the straight and narrow, of trying to be in control. We got we get little bits of that, but instead of you know in control of her desire to to drink and suppress what's happening, it's her 
I guess, desire to fight. She has too many emotions here. They they took a lot of like the great stuff and then kind of dumbed it down. And I I think we're going to have to continue to expect more of that. But I'm, I'm hoping that Disney finds a way back to its center again, like they did with Thor. Thor was kind of very much like, oh, here's a traditional uh, Norse fairy tale. We're going to give you some magic stuff. But by the time we got to part three, we had so much backstory and so much family history that he was able to be a fully like three dimensional character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I want to talk about Nick Fury in this movie. <laughs> Um, there's so many cool things that they dropped in and uh, dropped on us. Um, obviously the big eye moment, which they did. I thought it was fun that they like teased it. Like, is your eye okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, they, the, I, I don't know if you guys caught this. They, they apparently Fury was in Budapest. Mm-hmm. I did hear him say that. Yes. He, he, when he's listing all the places he was a spy, he very distinctly drops Budapest into that list. Oh, snap. I missed that. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to please put Fury in the back of the Black Widow movie <laughs> yes. now, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, like, oh, uh, if it's if there's like a scene in the Black Widow movie with Clint, Natasha and Fury. Yes, please. Uh, that was just like a really quick moment that I liked. Um, what did you guys think of the de-aging on Samuel Jackson? Oh, I thought it was, it was good. Great. Yeah. I was really impressed, yeah. actually. Him and Coulson, too. Good. I thought they both looked good. We got more, a lot more Nick Fury. but uh, I, I noticed it more on Coulson. On Coulson. Yeah, There's that scene in the stairwell yeah. mm-hmm. where I was like, ooh, that, feel, ooh, that feels weird. Um, but <laughs> you I don't never, look real. But I never really noticed it on Fury. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, no. Like It just looked flawless. Um, and I don't know if it's a if it's just that, that Samuel Jackson's just like magical uh, unaging. He's seventy person. and he looks maybe fifty five, yeah. like yeah. Max. Exactly. So they, you know, yeah. And also, I, I have no idea. I'm not tech savvy. I don't know if like having darker skin helps. Like it might tech it would, things. Yeah, yeah. it would it would absorb. I mean, darker skin absorbs more light. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you might not have to put as much detail into mm-hmm. it or hide as much detail, yeah. kind of thing. Um, I did like, like while we're mentioning Coulson in that stairwell scene, that scene was awesome to me as a deeper MCU fan because to me that was the moment that Coulson became Fury's guy. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna know. I know that I can trust this guy with anything. You know, because mm-hmm. so, he followed, yeah. and I like that they did that too. He's like, well, why? Why do you think he let you go? Because he followed his instincts. He follows. He followed his gut. I like that they explained it that way yeah. instead of it just being like, oh, well, he just let him go. Well, why? Because <laughs> he knew he had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, and while we're talking about Fury, I'm also going to clear up, because some people had sent me questions about this, the uh, the timeline of the Tesseract. Oh, my and gosh. <laughs> I know that it, it, and to me, when I was watching it, and I can't explain exactly why, but when watching it, I felt like I was like, this feels like they, they messed with the timeline. Like, mm. it just doesn't work out. Like, how you've got the Tesseract powering all this stuff in the 90s, but, like, we Howard Stark recovered it, and then we also then have it with Eric Selvig. But it all perfectly lines mm-hmm. up because of Project Pegasus, which they, they name drop heavily here, but has also been mentioned in a ton of other movies. But most especially, and Marissa, I have a photo of this because I have evidence. I brought evidence <laughs> yes, to show you guys. Show us. Um, the one that's uh, the label is labeled Pegasus. Um, it's dark. Um, in this is from the Avengers, the first Avengers. In the beginning sequence of the movie, yeah, when we're is. getting the Tesseract, oh, yeah. if you look in the background, they are at the Joint Dark Energy uh, whatever building. Project oh, Pegasus, NASA, and Shield. Project Pegasus, as like obviously because uh, Agent Fury pulls up to this facility and gets right in because he's a Shield agent. This is a Shield co venture with mm-hmm. NASA. So Tesseract timeline, 
I wrote it down so I wouldn't screw it up. <laughs> Howard Stark digs it out of the ocean. Copy. Um, gives it to Shield. Hmm. Shield at some point hires Marvel. In my head canon, shout out to Langley M. Neely for for inspiring this. Uh, Peggy Carter hires Marvel, aka Dr. Wendy Lawson, no! to run to to run this project of trying to understand the Tesseract and and what to do with it. This is a top secret project. Nick Fury in this movie is not anywhere near that level of clearance. I right. think he's like, was he level three or five? He can't open a door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He definitely doesn't have clearance to read about the Tesseract. But the events of this movie happen. Fury gets the Tesseract back thanks to the hairball at the end of the movie. <laughs> thanks, Flerkin. And yeah. thus is quickly moved up the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D. until he eventually becomes director. That is the best headcanon. Like, That's great. Get... The, you guys remember the Marvel one shots? Yes, I miss okay, them. Okay, let's get one of those where Peggy is hiring Marvel because yes. wow, I yes, like literal shivers, guys. That is the best head cannon. Like it, it makes so much sense, but can, but like let that be because like she would have been the director of Shield in right? the eighties. Yeah, it it adds up. It so, matches. I also now want to transition from that, and I'm sorry if I'm moving quickly. We don't have a ton of time left. Um, it's almost like Marvel dropped major news on us. Well, we're supposed to talk, but anyway. Do you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of the Marvel twist? Which was mm. a and a little backstory that I was reading about. This was a last minute change, mm-hmm. according to the writers. This was they were uh, Marvel was written to be a man, as he mm. is in the comics. Um, it was going to be Phil Lawson, and but they made a last minute call. They were like, "What if?" Uh, Lawson is the same person as the uh, as the supreme intelligence, and also if it's a woman. Uh, yeah, if this had not been in there, I think I would have had very different feelings about this film. Uh, it, it needed to be a woman. There's something, uh, especially if you look at having placed her like mid '90s Air Force, not allowed to fly jets. You're in the middle of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." This movie is heavily queer coded. I feel comfortable saying that now. Yeah. Um, it it just it would have had a totally, totally different feel for me if Marvel had been a guy. And I don't think that's any shame or disrespect to the original character, uh, but to the story they were telling. I, I think it's just so much more impactful to have the the baton passed from a, a lady Marvel to Captain Marvel. Yeah. And there's nothing inherently male about like that character, especially in this version of the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that having this character in the movie be a woman, that that's not my issue. Just, I would like a backstory where she also has powers and was a superhero at some point, because to me, that's a disservice to Marvel. Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel is a great character. I mean, there's a, the first Marvel graphic novel is the death of Captain Marvel. It like meant something because he stayed dead. He was a really important character. And I don't care if Annette Benning played that character, but there was no indication that he, she was anything other than a scientist. Mm. So I'm sort of like reserving judgment. Like, well, maybe we'll find out more about Marvel's backstory. That would be fun. And even if it is like a tie-in comic book or something. So I was not, I was surprised and I have no problem with her being a woman. I was just like, yeah, but it's this really cool character with powers. <laughs> How about that? Why don't we get some of that? You know, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's just a, it's a minor complaint though. Yeah. Um, 
we're almost out of time. So everyone real quick, just like throw some like other like fun Easter egg stuff that was in there. Um, obviously, the Stan Lee stuff was like made made you want to cry. Um, I love and Kevin Smith. There's a great thing where Kevin Smith talks about like Kevin Feige calling him up and asking him about like the Mallrats script thing yeah. on the bus. And they actually reshot this, the moment of her smirking after the fact because they wanted that moment to feel a little bit different. That was fun. Um, if you notice in that post credit scene, I just wanted to shout out to this. Her uniform is different. The the logo on the center of her chest has been stretched, so it's not the same as the Cree emblem anymore. Yeah. Her hair is obviously longer, as we see yeah. in this and the trailer we talked about it earlier. Um, I I want to ask you guys uh, about like the your thoughts on the fact that Avenger now comes from Carol. I wasn't. I had mixed feelings about that. I was still hoping that somehow Janet was going to have come up with the name the Avengers. Um, I hated it. I, hate I thought it, it was I'm, so stupid. Yeah. I rolled my eyes. But, okay. Yeah. Still like the movie, but I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Um, okay. That that's a, me. That's all we needed. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it bothered I, me a lot. <laughs> yeah. I still wanted Janet Van Dyne to have like had a paper written for Shield where she's like, the Avengers could be a thing. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I, I much prefer that. And retcon it there. Joelle, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's a great discussion. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed talking about this. There was so much more that we could have talked about, and uh, we may still continue this, this <laughs> discussion next week um, if we decide that we want to continue it. Thank you all for joining us. Christian and Zia, thank you for being here. Let's wrap it out by telling people where they can find you. Starting, Joelle, where can everyone keep up? Yeah, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. I actually have an uh, article about uh, our main man, Goose, coming out for the AV Club. I think that's going to be out tomorrow, maybe. And then I have another article coming out uh, on this about whether the film was queer baiting or queer coded. You kind of have a little bit of idea here. I think it's queer coded. I talked to a lot of queer ladies uh, who love superheroes, and that will be on the advocate and you'll be able to find that on my twitter and instagram great christian uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at christian dmz and z and i over on our sister network after buzz tv sunday nights at 9 p.m pacific we do marvel tv weekly and we will really dive into the world of what if on sunday <laughs> And uh, I'm Zia Anderson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. X-I-A underscore land. I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. And also be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take ridiculous characters, put them (laughs) into the same, that are from different universes, and ship them romantically. This week we did a weird multi-fan fiction crossover special based on a tweet that somebody had forwarded to us where we figured out what would happen if you had a crossover with Sonic the Hedgehog, the live-action version that's coming with oh, them no. games Mm-mm. Thanos Big no, Daddy Thanos no. ew, ew, ew. Big Daddy Venom yep. from the movies and for some reason the fact that people like Sexy Pennywise I don't understand it but we dissected it that's I'm over, so disturbed Zach that's over on Ships in the Night it's online already I can't take it back ew. until next ew. week guys Marvelites thank you so much for joining us this, this has been Marvel Movie News thanks for geeking out with us from producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.